This is the Zach Morris Podcast, where we talk all things cycling, health and fitness, entrepreneurship, marketing, and so much more. So grab yourself a cup of coffee, sit down, and enjoy this episode. What up, podcast? This is Zach Morris, and welcome to another episode of the Zach Morris Podcast. I'm coming to you live right now from the... Well, they call it the Tulsa International Airport, and we just finished up with Tulsa Tough Extraordinaire, the weekend that most U.S. racers talk about all year and look forward to, because it's truly one of the um, most well-run events in the nation. And in this episode, we're going to talk a little bit about the psychology of uh, crit racing, uh, my personal experiences this weekend, and we're going to get into a little bit of the disconnect in the industry between the racers and the sponsors and the events. So grab your coffee, pull up, and let's get into it. I arrived in Tulsa this Friday, about five hours before the race, built my bike, uh, got everything sorted out, and right off the bat, like, Things were super stressful. We booked an Airbnb and we got to the Airbnb and it was like a crack shack. Like it, it literally smelled horrible in there. There was like black mold. It was a one apartment. It said that it slept six people. But really there were just like two couches and one bed and there was no bedding. And it was just like the most awkward situation. And I like I had to sit down with the guys and like, alright guys, we have to like make some adulted adult decisions here try to cancel this airbnb and get a hotel so we did all that and it was kind of like a little bit of a stressful start to the trip because we had a lot of stuff to organize last minute um but we got we got into a really nice hotel we stayed at the a loft which was absolutely beautiful place to stay really nice staff it was it was a cool joint and then we basically you know got into the hotel and got ready to throw down friday night so Friday night was a, I believe it was a six-corner crit. Yeah, so one one right-hander, a little bit of a downhill left, another downhill right, another downhill right. And when I say downhill, I just mean like the slightly downhill. Another downhill right. So we got four, then a left, then a right, then a right. So it was like actually like eight corners. Um, and it was a really fast course. Some brakes got up the road, but nothing really seemed to be moving. But the cool thing about this course was it was like a really smooth rolling course. So you, you could move up if you wanted to. You, you didn't necessarily need to get into the washing machine. And we said, when I say like washing machine, I mean like, you know, in, in the race, everybody's constantly fighting for position. So unless you're like top 10 or top back, you know, last five in the group, you're kind of in this like never ending cycle of just being swarmed by riders and moving up. So we call that the washing machine. And... It was, a, it was a good course because there wasn't too much of a washing machine. Everybody could kind of move up at will if they wanted to. But uh, I, I brought Monkey up to the front uh, with eight laps to go, I think. And then he had to, uh, he had to you know, fight for himself there in the end for a position. Uh, unfortunately, he sprinted one lap to go, posted up for the victory. And... Uh, yeah, we didn't end up getting a, a good result in that race. But, you know, it just goes to show you we were there, you know. If the timing had been a little bit different, who knows. But 
the next day we went we woke up and it was like all right the initial like cobs web cobwebs were shaking off and uh we were here you know we were like in tulsa now relaxed and uh, we started rolling through the streets just like riding our bikes to go get breakfast and we were like looking around and it was like a vacant town and i'm asking myself like a lot of questions like this is really strange because there's like if you've ever been to Tulsa, you know that there's like these like big buildings, nice, beautiful historical architecture, and even some some big companies have invested in you know some nice new modern you know renovations in these historical buildings. But then you look around and on the streets, it's like homeless people and drug addicts everywhere, and it's it's like a it's a, it's a really I don't know for me I'm kind of an emotional person so I see that stuff and. It makes me a little bit sad. And you see a huge disconnect between, like, the big oil money and then just, like, the the lack of jobs and support in this area. Like, there are a crazy amount of homeless people here. It's it, it, I've never seen anything like it. I, you know, I spoke to, spoke to my parents and I told them that. It was like, honestly, I've traveled all around the world. I have never seen drug outbreak and poverty like I saw in Tulsa. And I didn't expect that coming here. So yeah, that was like, it was like a uh, a really strange vibe. You know, because here the streets are clean. Everything looks really nice. But then there's just like, like, you know, just like weird vibes rolling around the entire city. So we went and got breakfast and then we went for our ride. And on the bike path, you know how like bike paths generally like roll under highway overpasses and stuff like that? So we passed a lot of highway overpasses and underneath every highway overpass were like homeless people that had built homes like underneath these overpasses and it was like a world and I'm not talking like one or two I'm talking like maybe like 20 or 30 of these overpasses and they have like their own community spread out over the course of you know miles of you know these these self-made homeless homes and it was something like i had just never seen that and i i I live in colombia you know most of the year so it was a really strange atmosphere in tulsa but basically after that ride we got ready for saturday night which was going to be a good race for us because there was a slight uphill and we shaking the cobwebs out from that little bit of a stressful friday and we were ready to throw down but Friday's course was, uh, it was a six corner course. There was a slight, slight false flat and some big wins. But it was at in this race where I kind of had a bit of, I mean, I'm not sure what the word is that I'm looking for, but I kind of had like a, I don't even know if revelation is the right word, but I, I, I came to this like understanding that there's a certain mentality that you need to have if you want to be a good crit racer and it it goes against pretty much everything that I live my life by these days so hear me out on this in criteriums I feel like you're going from one stressful situation to the next and there's just so much chaos like literally you're 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 full gas into the corner slamming on the brakes expecting your world to basically explode in the corners and then sprinting out of the straightaway and basically going into the next chaotic situation and for me like I, I invest a lot of energy in finding balance and uh, eliminating aggression from my life and all of these different things and literally in this race I was thinking to myself you know like 
this is a really strange mentality that you need to have to you know compete in this style of event because it is very dangerous you know we are going into these corners at i mean we're going into this downhill corner at 65 kilometers an hour sometimes which is up over 40 miles an hour for those that use you know imperial but our statue yeah but it was a it was a really interesting experience and you know the race got going really good and everything was going our way really monk came up to me and was like it was about five laps to go or maybe six laps to go and he's like all right let's do this so started to work our way up and we weren't even far back we were top 20 so we started to just get ready for the sprint and then within like one lap i caught this really strange cramp so that was basically the end of my race it was a cramp in my side like stitches could chalk it up to conditioning could chalk it up to whatever it is anyways i had to pull out of the race like super suddenly which was really frustrating for me like and you know just another one of these things that i've had this year but uh monk ended up getting fourth which was really good for us you know because tough night friday night get the good result on saturday fourth he would like to win but it's kind of tough with just you know three guys and shane did what he could but it was just a really high level fast race so it's kind of tough for him to uh you know do some stuff at the front so that was the end of saturday we went out got something to eat and basically passed out but all the while like i'm kind of rolling through you know rolling around the race and just like absorbing being a sponge seeing the attitudes on the riders the energy behind the brands what brands are there what kind of you know networking opportunities are at these events and it was like a you know bike racing is is a bit of a strange vibe that goes on at bike racing and i feel like there is there are some big disconnects between between athletes between brands um and then between the riders it's not like a triathlon where like you are basically competing against yourself and everybody knows that and so the community aspect is really strong in the the triathlon world you know the road community it's really quirky you know like not everybody gets along and people don't genuinely like each other so it's like a it's like a strange vibe you know there's a lot of weird vibes floating around in the in the road community and i don't know if that was just my experience but i mean this was like a topic that amongst everybody that i kind of hung out with this weekend that was kind of genuinely brought up and i feel like there are a lot of people that genuinely want to see that vibe pushed out of the sport and everybody just kind of wants to have like a better community aspect of cycling but you know being solution based or solution oriented we genuinely like couldn't think of a way to you know stimulate that change you know and i think it comes down to the brand setting the example uh and the influencer setting the example and just to bring awareness to it but it was uh it was it was really interesting just to see the way everybody was operating what everybody's uh you know motives were in the initiatives they were kind of standing behind so going into sunday which was like the main event tulsa tough crybaby hill supposed to be like absolutely wild you know there's people fans drinking on the streets if you saw the videos on youtube or instagram you already know it was uh it was supposed to be the the main event and it was i mean it was a hard race but 
I think the two days prior were much harder than a lot of people expected and everybody was kind of tired going into Crybaby Hill. Personally, I just took a flyer super early. I attacked full out like it's like the second or third lap and I was out there on my own for three laps. I wasn't expecting to go alone. Like I thought a couple people would go with me or maybe a couple people would bridge across and I'd find myself in a move. Plus in the women's race, they were throwing out like huge preems, $500 preems, $1,000 preems. And I was kind of hoping that maybe they would throw me a bone just for being out there. So I was riding not like full out off the front. They were kind of just letting me roll. And I was saying to myself, all right, if they throw a preem, I'm just gonna absolutely whack it and get myself some bucks. But unfortunately, they didn't throw me nothing. I was out there for three laps on my own. Nobody came across. And I basically sat in for the next 20 minutes and pulled the plug after. And I don't know why I pulled the plug. Like, I, I definitely could have, like, buckled down and been like, all right, let's fight. Let's, you know, like, let's do this. But to be, just to be perfectly honest with you guys, mentally, I didn't want it. You know, I just didn't want it. And that's something I have to be really real about. And it sucks, but that's just what it is, you know? Monkey, he did good. He ended up top 20 again, but I think everybody was just a little bit tired from the weekend. So Sunday night roll wraps up, and it's the industry party, I guess. There's a there's a bar here in town called Sound Pony, and it's actually like a, a bike bar. Like, you go inside, there's, you know, national champion jerseys, bike jerseys all over. They have, like, you know, disc brake rotors on the door and different... Just the bikes, totally, the bar's totally outfitted with bike stuff, and it's it's kind of unique. But uh, yeah, the party was was cool because there was a lot of animosity floating around, you know, in the peloton. Like we have we have a little bit of a rivalry going with another team out there, and it's uh, it was interesting to see like those guys from their team in a more social situation, like in in a in a in a bar and. It was kind of cool to, like, let everybody know that, like, you know, not necessarily such a bad guy. Say what's up to them and, you know, just be real. Be positive and show everybody, you know, that positivity ultimately wins. So we uh, we stayed out pretty late. Like, I don't know. I feel, I feel a little bit old. So I was home by 2 o'clock in the morning. I had to catch my flight. I had to be up at 7. So five hours of solid sleep give myself a little bit of energy to start that Monday but I mean a lot of a lot of our friends were out until 4 5 30 in the morning so you know the cyclists went hard but overall you know Tulsa was a was a good experience but at the same time it was like a city that it's just a city full of really really weird vibes and you know, the only reason you would come here is for an event like a bike race or they also have, you know, a running event here. They have BMX event here throughout the year. And I really truly think that that's probably the only reason anybody would ever come to Tulsa. So it was a it, it was an interesting weekend, a good weekend for Bear Nation, good weekend for the team, good weekend for, you know, just networking. I met a lot of really cool athletes. Uh, a lot of good people and taking a lot of you know positives from this event do i think tulsa is as good as everybody says it is 
not really. I think there's a lot of room for improvement, if I'm honest. You know, I think there's just so many areas that, you know, the event can improve, the city can improve. And um, I think that just kind of speaks for where the sport is at in general. I don't think there are enough people trying in cycling. And, you know, like, there's not enough people that just care about bike racing and want to see good stuff for the sport, want to do good stuff for the sport. And I'm not saying that Tulsa is not trying. Like, Tulsa is one of the best events in the nation. Like, they're trying really hard. And they do a great job. But I just feel like, in general, there are not enough people trying to one-up each other and make the best event possible. I feel like we could have these events in larger downtown cores. You know, like, that's why Red Hook has been thriving you know because they're putting these crits in barcelona downtown london new york you know what i mean like these these downtown courts just have more people so naturally the crowds are bigger the atmosphere is more lit you know the the architecture makes for better sceneries and it's just it makes me wonder like what direction is the road market going in and is it growing or is it not <laughs> you know it's 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 kind of confusing because you uh you, you always get these strange vibes at the events and i think it starts from the top down i think there are a lot of uh structural issues in the sport i, I think the referees a lot of referees have really strange attitudes towards the athletes as well and don't get me wrong there are some like really good people that are referees i have great relationships with a lot of them and this isn't a personal shot at anyone this is just like i feel like referees should have the mentality to a enforce the rules which can be difficult and some people broke some rules again this weekend but you know their mentality should be to generally help people educate them and in a polite way because it's already an intimidating sport enough as it is and i feel like a lot of people get turned turned off by the fact that referees some referees can have the tendency to power trip a little bit and you know put people down when they're inflicting rules instead of nicely teaching people because you know this is a sport like there's so many little quirky things so many different rules it's a lot to take in for somebody that's new to the sport and i think the 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 race organizers the referees all of the cycling organizations and this isn't just a usa thing this is like a global thing can do a better job at informing and educating people about bike racing in a better way i mean i certainly don't have all the answers <laughs> i wish i did and i would love for the audience to give me some feedback on this and let me know where you guys stand <clears throat> what do you think we can do to promote this sport get more people interested in bike racing i'm always i'm always intrigued by the answers that we get um if you download the anchor app you can send me voice messages directly and i'd love to interact with you so that's going to be the end of this podcast guys hope you enjoyed this tulsa weekend wrap up and i'm gonna look forward to catching up with you guys and reading your feedback listening to those voice messages and connecting with you on the next podcast. So until next time, I'm Zach Morris. Thank you so much for tuning in. 
and we'll catch you on the next episode.